Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name is David Reed, and this is Marit Larwood. Hello, Marit. Yes, hello there. And that wasn't me making sort of sounds, that was Buddy making sounds in the background. Buddy the dog, who is always here, uh, but rarely makes noise. Uh, the, the perfect film triumvirate. Is that the right word? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Got Trio. Trio. Oh, what, tri- yeah. What's the difference between trio and triumvirate? Well, triumvirate more for powers. For, I uh, think tri- so. I think it's, so tri- it's a, a, the axis of evil. A triumvirate. I think it's from uh, ancient Rome. The triumvirate. It's a three-pronged uh, sort of uh, governing system of some kind. So you wouldn't go and see. I'm going to go and watch um, uh, the triumvirate of flautists. Possibly not. The, tri- the, the triumvirate tenors. That's a good one, isn't it? I should have just come some with tea. Triumvirate tubers. Triumvirate. We can do this, say, we're beginning with tea. I think I think that's the case. I might be wrong. But uh, anyway, we're not here to talk about language, specifically. We're here to talk about films. Um, before we start doing so, we should mention that we are sponsored by Her Film Project, who are an organisation that help promote diversity in films. So if you would like to check them out, see what they're up Black to. Black or white, yellow or poor... If you don't fit in, go knocking at their door. Yeah, I, I don't know if they, they'll approve of such such sentiments, but yeah, yeah it's all right, isn't it? You've got something wrong no, no. with your arse. <laughs> what is it with you give and bums? Them, give them a call and they will help. Yeah, what? what you love bums, don't you? Yeah, love them. <laughs> all right. Um, yes, but her, we are sponsored by Her Film Project. Check out their website, herfilmproject.com, and follow Her Film Project on Twitter, please, please do. Um, now, films, uh, Merrick, specifically, uh, you've been to the cinema this week. Yes, I went to see The Big Sick. What is this? It is a comedy romance by uh, a comedian called Camille Najani, um, who uh, is originally from Pakistan and he moved to America. And he lives with his Pakistani family in America. And they want to, and he's a comedian, and he wants. They want to set him up and get him married and arrange marriage, but he sort of finds love elsewhere, and that goes. And then the this is all in the trailer. Right, the girl that he sort of half sort of he sort of finishes with, but quite liked. Um, he goes to see in hospital, and she goes into a coma. And he sort of has to deal with her parents. Right. So it's sort of based on a true story. Okay, he's playing himself as well, is he, or someone yeah, with his own Yeah, it's a true story, yeah. And, right. uh, um, it's, so it's, uh, it's Zoe Kazan as well, isn't it, who was Ruby Sparks in Ruby Sparks. Oh, was she? Yes. 
Well, she's very noticed. Well, um, so this has been marketed as the funniest film of the year, and I've seen reviews of this film. Okay. And I should say that I, you know, it's about a comedian, and there's a lot of stuff about the comedy circuit. And if you don't know, we're but I don't. I've stopped doing stand up, but I did it for seven or eight years, mm. and I know it very well. Yeah. <laughs> what it's like being backstage, as do you? My problem is, first of all, is when people say it's the funniest film of the year, this is not funny film. Right. Is it at no point? About two or three times, I laughed, I chuckled at this film. It's not a hilarious film. I hate the fact I read reviews of people saying a couple of reviews saying it's at every scene's laugh out loud funny if you think that you're an arsehole it's not funny it's a weird the comedy bits in this film I really hated in the same way as some bits of um, of Woody Allen people spunk over and they're just Woody sort of just, just doing this sort of talking 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 business you know lots mm. of American talking which is sort of quite some sort of American style of comedy people just talking and being quite just chatting about things I'm chatting about things hey that's it this is the sort of thing I'm doing which I don't find funny at all no. in any uh, I, it really gets on my nerves There's a, in the first half there's a lot of this sort of just chatting backstage and comedians chatting and um, Camille Najani is, is fine in it I mean he's not the greatest of actors and there's a lot of bits him backstage doing with comedy gigs with two other comedians uh well, A.D. Bryant, I don't know if she's a comedian or not, and Bo Burnham. Oh, yeah. And another, Kurt Br- Brunola, who's the other comedian there. And B- A.D. Bryant and Bo Burnham, as the other two comedians, are so smug and so awful, particularly Bo Burnham, who is has some success over here at the Edinburgh Festival. It's but quite he's a big playing name. someone else in this. He's, he's playing someone else in it, but they're so unlikable. Right. And when they talk about comedy for me personally brought back all the nightmares of having to listen to comics talk about comedy on car journeys and backstage and talking about their sets and I find it so narcissistic and navel gazing that I absolutely everything I hated about the comedy scene and why I don't want to be in it so when I saw them doing it I just thought oh shut up I really hate you. I want to punch all your faces in until all my knuckles are broken. Are you supposed to like them? Is that a failure of the film? I think so, yes. I think it is a failure of the film. Um, and the fact is they do bits of their sets and Bo, and they're supposed to be quite good comedians. Like Bo Burnham's a successful comedian. And the problem is, is that I didn't find his stuff funny mm. or A.D. Bryant's stuff funny or Camille Najani's stuff funny. And Kurt Branola, who's supposed to be the shit queen, he's not getting anywhere. His jokes were the best jokes by, <laughs> by a long way. Anyway, that is where this film fails, I think. When this film gets good, and Zoe Kazan is very good as his girlfriend, very likeable, the love story in this film, which my friend Beth said about as well, she said she thought that was good. I, that is the saving grace of this film. It's not right. a comedy. It's a quite a good love story. Primarily because of um, Zoe Kazan's parents, played by Holly Hunter and Ray Romano, are both brilliant. I have never really liked Ray Romano's comedy. Like everybody loves Raymond. Well, I've, never, I've, watched a couple, I've watched a couple of bits, and I thought, but yeah. When he plays himself in things, I do find him very funny. I'm trying to recall what it is I've seen him play himself in now. It's one it of may have got- been in um, in Louis. Actually, I oh, really? think he's been in that. Um, I've never seen him other than in um, a, a couple of half episodes of 
Everybody Loves Raymond, which is probably quite big in the States, but I'm not, no interest yeah. in Um You haven't mentioned Adil Akhtar either, who I think is fantastic. He's one, he's an incredibly funny guy. I don't know if he's got much to do in this. I felt as though the family, his, Camille Johnny's family, were a bit like watching Goodness Gracious Me really? or at Home with the Kumars. So it's just got no sort of uh, lightness of touch to it. Really bland it. sort of, oh, we want you to marry us. Mm, you must do yes, that. It, is yeah, free. Yeah. it just feels as though it's just really two-dimensional characters. Because Adil Akhtar not only is, I think, brilliant in uh, Four Lions, we know him from, um, but he's, you know, he's a good actor as well when he's not doing comedy, like in... Um, uh, what was that? That weird channel for Utopia. Yeah. And then in Murdered by My Father. But then he's in a small film of a friend of mine that Tom Bell is in, actually called Convenience. Oh yeah. And he's very funny in that as well. Yeah, I just think his character's boring. Yeah. The bits I I didn't know it was Ray. I didn't really know it was Ray Romano until afterwards. I thought I'd look at who um, that ignorant everybody loves yeah, Raymond. Yeah. But they were just excellent. I think. And the actual uh, the bits when it got interesting, talking about relationships and uh, their own problems, was really good. I mean, it was t- it's two hours long, which is too long for a rom com, yeah. And I would just cut all that crap about them in the comedy club wanting to go to the Montreal Festival and their careers because it's really unlikable. You really dislike the characters. Mm. It's like watching really smug. Uh, comics who are really just all about well I suppose you have to be about your careers but everything about the comedy scene I disliked but when everybody in the room is nervous about their own careers or whatever what what possesses you to talk about just yours I mean it's very it's narcissistic but they're all talking about their careers like you've got to get on this thing you've got to get on this oh, right. bit and you think well just that's not what happens backstage at comedy clubs no. when you're there you're there like oh that bloke's a prick I've got to go on oh, I don't want to go on and they're all talking about crushing it and killing it oh. anyone who says they crushed it or killed it you just think you're a knob yes complete prick yeah um, oh god and they're not really nervous they're sort of quite in- and the, the comedy club just feels really like an odd staged comedy club of everyone's going yeah let's listen to this and the heckling scenes are just a bit weird. it just felt as though it was a very sanitised I don't know if all the clubs are like that in America maybe they are yeah. but a very sort of sanitised weird person who had never been to a comedy club trying to make out that's what it's like really polished and strange yeah and it really uh, got my goat but this was saved by their performances but to say it just annoys me it's not I don't know who would find this film hilarious or comedy I think it's a a, a it's a rom-com but everyone's going mental about it yeah it's been reviewed very well hasn't it uh, but how many Marricks would you give it seven oh, so you that's do quite think high it's I think it's good um, but that's mainly for Zoe Kazan Holly Hunter and Ray Romano who are all excellent in it I just thought Camille Najani's eyebrows was just too close <laughs> together well that's fair that is fair we don't shave the middle bit of his eyebrow right and if you're going to shave the middle bit just shave it a bit more do you know what I mean just, it's just too I found myself getting obsessed with this weird sort of 
thin bit. I think you've obviously cut. It's obviously a monobrow. You've done that. Yeah. But just do it so it's a sort of a normal space there, rather than just massive eye, one eyebrow. It's a fair criticism, really. I just go over monobrow. It's fine, but don't do the half. And he was just a little bit. Sometimes I thought, is he wearing mascara? Probably was. Well, not in a not in HD, surely. 4K probably. 4K. You, I mean, mascara would be very visible in 4K, wouldn't it? Yeah, but there, I was in there about six of the people in the c- cinema watching this, and no one was. You know, the bits that were supposed to be funny, mm. n- there wasn't any laughter. Right, right. So people say the reviews say hilarious is bullshit. Okay. All right. Well, that's the big sick. Uh, why is it called the big sick? Because she gets very ill. Oh, okay. Um, all right, fine. I think it's time for this. This is from Dominic Faculty, and he says... Dear David and Marek, you often mention streaming services and how to find the best films from the hundreds on offer. For the last few months, I've been using a subscription service called Mubi. At first, it sounds like a right con because they only have 30 films to choose from. But one film leaves leaves, and another film arrives at midnight each day. They show a great selection of films and often concentrate on older and foreign films. At the moment, there are films from France, Germany, Sweden, Romania, Japan, Canada, Taiwan... Italy, Iraq and Portugal on offer. They currently have a free month's trial, so well worth checking it out. Keep watching the old foreign films, Dom. P.S. Percy Pants Down sounds like he could definitely be a henchman of the Bumming Man. Maybe a hint to a future extended Bumming Man universe. Any ideas for, uh, ideas for her characters in the franchise? For her characters in the franchise? More, presumably, he means. Uh, this is a reference to when I was talking about Percy Pants Down a few weeks ago. That's right. Guy goes and pulls people's pants down with one go. That's right. So, he was the, a villain to fight Peter Parker. Good, though, wasn't he? He's good. Yeah. Uh, Mubi, uh, though. Have you heard of this service before? No. Um, I'm going to see if it is on Just Watch. I've been not. using that, which I think is very good. It is good, isn't it? Just Watch is uh, a website. Yes, it Mubi is on this. Just Watch is a website uh, and app uh, that tells you when new things get added to streaming services so if you're constantly finding yourself lost and a bit confused in netflix or amazon prime or whatever then have a look because it's now very good um yes movie is on there and it does seem to be for people who like foreign films they seem to add one every day good enough good little foreign muck on that <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you like all that business, mate, you want to go, you want to go watch some movies. Uh, oh, I just watch ITV myself. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? ITV, it's so good, so good. Uh, yes. Well, I'll have a look at movie. It does look interesting. So I'm just getting distracted looking at an app and lots of films. I'll just read this. That's all you do. Yeah, that. do it. Here's Adam Taylor. Netflix recommendations. Does what it says on the tin. Dear David, Marek and Buddy, I thought I'd just email them with a couple of quick Netflix recommendations I've watched this week, both written and directed by Patrick Bryce. Creep and The Overnight. Creep is a found footage horror, it's not to be confused with the 2004 British horror one, a found footage horror about a man hired to film a dying man for a day as a video for his unborn child. It quickly becomes apparent that all is not as it seems. I really enjoyed Creep. It's completely, completely, 
it justifies its main conceit. It's unexpectedly and often disturbingly funny, and in the central character, Joseph, who is brilliantly played by Mark Duplass, is a refreshing character for a horror film. Uh, but, but, but the film does lag slightly towards the end, but despite being well under 90 minutes, but I thoroughly enjoyed it, and nonetheless, I'll give it eight Adams. The Overnight, also by Patrick Bryce, is about a couple and their son staying overnight at a house of a couple they've just met, having recently moved into Los Angeles. Um, the film follows the events of one, of one night. While Creep is a character study masquerading as a horror film, The Overnight is similarly difficult to pin down, and all the better for it. It's essentially a comedy drama, but describing it as that feels like selling it short. It benefits from, from all four leads being excellent, but particularly Jason Schwartzman as Kurt. Again, like Creep, it's a sympathetic to all of its characters. It shows them as flawed, but never feels like it's passing judgment on them. And it is in, in turns funny, strange and touching. Really refreshing, and I give it a very high eight, maybe nine Adams. I really think David in particular would enjoy <laughs> both these films. Well, Being the refreshing sub-90 minute little indie oddities they are, I guess the recommendations were not so quick at all. Keep watching the films, Adam from Manchester. Okay. Uh, well, The Overnight and Creep by Patrick Bryce. Yes, I, these have not come to my attention before, so I'll add them to the list. Um, thank you for those. Here's another letter. Hi, David Marrick, Buddy and the Prick Dog next door. Does Marek have any plans to further expand the Bubbing Man cinematic universe? Everyone's into this now. This Pe- must be not. It's what, what happens is I talk about Bubbing Man, people email in, and then uh, look, uh, uh, because, and then we end up reading them about five weeks later, so it seems quite yeah. an odd lapse. Peter Pantsdown, clearly a fan favourite. It's Percy Pantsdown, wasn't it? Well, he's put Peter. It was Percy Pantsdown. Uh, seems like a great addition, and the potential for mischief between him and the Bubbing Man is a very exciting prospect. Regards, your friend, Semolina Crumpet Cake. Um, Who else can we have in uh, Bubbing Man? Well, the thing is, though, these franchises have a tendency to just get bloated, don't they, with too many characters. I don't know if you've seen the uh, poster for uh, Infinity War, the Marvel film, but it will fill you with such rage with the sheer number of characters on the, on the poster that they have to include because yeah. they've promised that all of their well, films only, are going to collide. There's only Bowie Man, Percy uh, Pantsdown. At the moment. What about Dennis Dicksoft? Dicksoft? Yeah. It, what's he do? We can't ever get a boner. He can't. So you know he's not... He's the only person who you know he's not the Bowie Man. Interesting. So, so he he's gets this... hired to track him down because they know he's not... He's, not anyone, he's the only one you can trust. Derek Dicksoft Dennis Dicksoft Dennis sorry <laughs> okay okay yeah I don't know I don't know about that it might be just too it might be a that's bit that's in the planning stage it might be a bit too on the nose <laughs> it's a bit it's a bit on the nose Dennis Dicksoft he's from Tom Saunders uh, great multiple player Primer hey hey in a bit to fix your letter drought this is from several weeks ago now let me recommend a film which is actually good this time Primer Primer's low budget sci-fi film about two entrepreneur engineers who accidentally create a time machine it's great and baffling and works so well because the rules of their time travel machine are so tight the scope is extremely small and the timeline is so complicated that means there's space for nerds to pour over it and as such it's earned cult status you should defo give it a a watch it's brilliant Tom well Tom we watched this ages ago if you bothered to listen to the podcast and we bring it up quite often in fact we brought it up only about four weeks ago in relation to a film called Antimatter uh, but uh, yes thank you for that it, it's it's nice to hear more people 
have watched these obscure films as well, which is good. Uh, yeah, check out Primer if you haven't already and you like to be a bit challenged by your films. Um, you alright, Marek? I'm just trying to see where we are in the, in the films. Uh... Okay, well that's it. We will gradually get. I think we're up to about the twenty second of July. So okay, in terms of letters, so we will get to your messages. Because what happens, you see, is we request uh, letters because we're running a bit dry. Then everyone writes in, so it takes us quite a few weeks to get through them, and they become more and more out of date. So uh, we'll get to you if we haven't already. Um, now I've seen a film as well this week. Um, it's a film that's just become available on streaming services, as we say more and more often these days. Uh, but it, it did come out this year. Um, I'm not sure it did particularly well, but it looked at least interesting. The trailer made it look interesting. This is a film called Life. Now, Life is uh, a film directed by Daniel Espinosa, and he sounds familiar. He did Safe House with Denzel Washington and a film called Child Forty Four. I read the book of that film. Um, but this is set on the Mir International Space Station and is about them receiving a probe that has returned from Mars with samples and they discover uh, microbial extraterrestrial life. Someone gets possessed by something, I reckon. Well, not uh, possessed, but uh, certainly they, against better judgment start to do tests on this microbial life because they want to they're so excited at finding extraterrestrial life that they start to do stuff and it does not go well for them so this stars um an international cast as as you'd expect from the international space station so there are two americans on board uh, played by jake gyllenhaal and ryan reynolds and then there's a, a Brit played by Rebecca Ferguson, who is in more and more things at the moment. She was in Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation, and The Girl on the Train. But she's 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 one of these who's slowly becoming ubiquitous. Uh, but then it's also got Hiroyuki Sanada in it, um, playing the Japanese uh, astronaut, and an actor called uh, Arion Bakari. Who is so it's a, really good cast, playing a Brit? It's a good cast. It is an excellent cast. Um, okay, so this is a monster movie. Basically, it's a creature feature about uh, a supernatural entity that is able to adapt and grow, and but needs to consume uh, in order to do so. And the parallels with Alien are obvious from the very beginning now this but it isn't like Alien because it's set in a world with more realistic physics so they are in a weightless environment like gravity um, orbiting the earth like gravity and they are able to represent this monster with CGI these days instead of blokes in costume so if you crossed gravity with Alien you get everything in this film Okay. So it's a brilliantly made film. It's tense. Uh, the horror bits are good. The characters could be a bit better drawn. They're a bit dull. They've done that thing of just like each one's got their own thing, but mostly what they are is the country they're from. Well, they, so, they do that awful bit where they all sit hanging around there and then you, they all get introduced into the, the one line. Having right. dinner around the table like they do in Alien. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that and it's it's excellently made this it's a good monster it's tense it's uh, a lot of fun the problem with it is we have seen everything before because it's just a remake it's a remake of alien there is nothing different about this film and at some point in the development process of movies, you've got to go, oh, oh, I've not seen that before. Yes, let's make this. Because mm-hmm. we've seen everything in this before. It's just remaking it with the technology we now have available to us. Yeah. Um, so It sounded really good from the actual... It's not, like, it's not like Alien, in that Alien's whole preamble is them discovering the planet, going down, finding the eggs, and it slowly builds. This one, the first two minutes, starts with them getting the sample and bring it on board and it starts from there oh, onwards. Okay. So uh that's different but in terms of trapped on a trapped on a ship with a with a monster it's exactly the same. So if you enjoy this genre and you'll happily watch anything with it this is a good example of it it's well directed it's well performed but there is, it I I was left cold because it's the they add nothing new to this already well trod. So if this had come out in 1979 when Aliens came out, would it have been as big as Alien? Um, no, because they simply couldn't have done the technology. They couldn't have done the weightlessness. They couldn't have done the the monster. No, but if it, it, it's still not. If you compare them, released at the same time in some sort of world. Alien was to be better, but Alien Monster's brilliant, isn't it? And the the monster's brilliant. brilliant. Alien, the art direction is more interesting, um, and the characters are better. Yeah. So, you know, it's a subtle art because many people could, would argue, you know, watching Alien that the characters aren't that bold or or varied from one another, but that simply isn't true. You know, they are very memorable characters yeah all of them in fact yeah well, they, they, that's where the, one of the great successes of Alien is they managed to do the whole hierarchy yeah. in that ship and everyone's different and they're sort of emblazoned on your brain the yeah. difference in all the whereas in this Ryan Reynolds is playing Ryan Reynolds which is um, enjoyable to watch and stands out as the most interesting character because at least he has a, a bold front foot forward personality whereas mm. the others are all just a little bit boring with an accent um, they're with their little things but there's nothing particularly interesting um, but it, it's it's well made but not new and so I, I, I'd struggle to say how many I'd give it I'd probably I, I did rate it on my app so that I've remembered I've watched it uh, but so I've given it uh, I have given it seven it might have dropped to six since I watched oh, it oh that's hard I thought it had a budget of 58 million pounds really well yeah. probably for all the effects you'd have to and it grossed 30 million so that's quite a big it's quite a failure um, there's arsehole dogs everywhere aren't there buddy yes but he doesn't like it at all mm. it's everyone the problem is, is what my mum said that everyone in this they all look like chiselled film stars Yes, there's, they've not gone with. Well, well as they're alien, trying to be realistic, no one is chiselled in that. As they're trying to be realistic, though, with this, they all have to be international astronauts. So they're all in peak physical condition, and they're all nerds. Basically, they're all mathematicians or engineers or whatever, and so they all end up being quite straight down, lacking in personality, basically. Mm. Um, so what and you're I don't think that's. Maths- 
If you do maths, you've got no personality. No, what I'm saying is when an actor who gave up maths when they were 16 tries to play a mathematician, they tend to go a bit straight, bit nerdy, bit tense, um, rather than just goes, well, a mathematician could be Stupid anyone. Actors. Yeah. Uh, but it, they're all just a bit sort of stuffed shirts. I hate actors. Do you? You are one. No, I'm not. All oh, right, OK. Yeah. Well, that's life. I, if, if you enjoy this genre, I would check it out. It's, that's life. It's diverting. That's life. <laughs> that's what other people say. Uh, yes, it's it's a good monster. It's um, it's a well directed film. It sounds like something you just watch on Netflix. Exactly. Really? If it's if it's on and it's free, I would. And you like horror? I check it out because it is it is quite fun. It's certainly you know expertly done. But I wouldn't bother if you want something a bit different. If you've only got 20 days to live... Don't bother watching. If you've this. got 200... Maybe. 2,000? Maybe, maybe again. 200,000? Maybe. Like, it's never going to be definitely. Well, immortal? Yeah, if you're immortal, maybe don't bother. Wow. Not even if you're immortal. <laughs> well... There if you, you are immortal, please write in and tell us your secret. Yeah, why not? Go to filmfandango.com and uh, fill out the form. Uh, if you've seen a film that you'd like to share with everybody specifically, especially one that we haven't covered already or may not know about, um, filmfandango.com and click on the contact form. Also, we do all of this for free. So if you'd like to donate towards our running costs because you've been in enjoying the podcast in the past, then again, filmfandango.com and click the donate button. Thank you to the people... But have and to the a very kind few people who do regular uh, subscription uh, payments. Yeah. yeah, thank you very much. We know your names. We know all your names. Um, we think about you every day. We'll be back next week. Keep, Keep watching, watching the, the films. films. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.